Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report versus Comedian versus Economist. Uh, I actually have no idea who's fighting who right now, but it is tremendously exciting to be working today with Charles from The Chaser Report. Hi Charles, how are you going? Hello, very well. Excellent. For people who are listening to The Chaser Report, this Mm. is an episode of The Chaser Report. Don't be confused by the fact that there are other people... This is still... I'm not being held hostage, is what I'm saying. This, this is why we need to bolster the cybersecurity budget, because we've managed yeah. to infiltrate the Chaser Report. Yeah, that's right. And also, and for people who are uh, from, like, trying to listen to the Comedian vs. Economist podcast, mm. right, I should explain that the Chaser Report is an incredibly funny, amazingly erudite daily podcast that you can subscribe to and you see, and then you don't have to listen to these shitty people. Sorry, uh, these, um, <laughs> these boring people. You can just get, yeah. you know, undiluted um, chaser report. You don't have to wait a whole week to be bored. Mm. You can be yes, bored every day bored. with the chaser <laughs> yeah, report. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> uh, nice. Well, it is nice to be working with you, Charles. This is, uh, yeah, I guess this is what we call a crossover episode, crossing the river, maybe yeah. even jumping the shark. <laughs> My name's Adam. I'm the host of the Comedian versus Economist podcast from Equity Mates Media that I host with my little older brother and real life economist, Thomas. Say hi, Thomas. Yeah, g'day, Adam. How are we going? Hey, Charles. What's your role, Thomas? Your role is to be the boring one. Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, I like to call it insight and analysis, but yep. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now you nailed it first time, Charles. <laughs> yeah. The boring one. I try yeah. and make the boring interesting, which is mm. incredibly difficult. But yeah, that's my role that's on the Chaser Report is to be the eye candy. <laughs> the eye candy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I provide all the sort of beauty and handsomeness that ah. uh, that our listeners demand. Yeah. Really shines through on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Explains the sequin uh, bikini you've worn to the recording. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If only people could see. Yeah. You look amazing. <laughs> I'm dressed by um, Suzanne today. Nothing even up, Margaret. No, I'm I'm dressed by Eve. You haven't worked out how to dress yourself. (laughs) That's right, exactly. Uh, So look, we're we're joining forces today. We're going to revel in the glory that was the federal budget that happened last Tuesday. Lots Mm. to pick through, lots to unpack from the federal budget. I'm keen to get both of your thoughts. But Mm. I wanted to start. uh, I thought a nice way of kind of gently easing us into this mashup was with a little quiz that I've put together. I just wanted to see really whether you've been paying attention to the budget. Uh, And I was going to call the quiz have you been paying attention but obviously Mm. that's taken so i'm calling this quiz budget or budget and the name came about uh because trying to prepare for this show i thought i'd head online and Mm. and get some up-to-date budget goss so i headed over to budget.com.au right to the source but found out of course that's the car hire company and not the government's budget site which is of course budget.gov.au 
What struck me though is some of the specials and the deals and promotions available on the budget rent-a-car website sounded a lot like what was being offered in the federal budget. Ooh, okay. So what I want you guys to do is I'm just going to give you some terms, some phrases, some commentary and ask if you can tell whether they are from the federal budget or the budget car rental company. Do you think you're up for it? This is a great idea for a quiz. I just assumed when I heard budget mm. versus budget, mm. budget or budget, is that you didn't have access to a thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is a much better idea. It's great. <laughs> All right, well, here's a little practice one just, just, to, just to test you out. All right, so the first phrase, was this phrase in the federal budget coverage or from budget rent-a-car? Free SUV upgrade. Ooh. Oh, man. That's sort of... Bu- <laughs> Wait, who, who gets to answer, me or Thomas? Well, you can, why don't we buzz in? Your names are your buzzers. So, so okay, buzz in if you like. Buzzes. Charles. <laughs> your names are your buzzers, Charles. Not, not yeah. make a buzzing sound with your tongue. Oh, okay. Um, so can I, can I say, I think, I think it's a trick question. Mm. I reckon it's both. I reckon both <laughs> budget and budget. Have that. You really don't have any faith. I said we'd start with an easy one. <laughs> oh. Just to warm up a, a practice question. You think I've launched straight into a trick question. Uh, well, you'd be right. Uh, oh, oh, yay. <laughs> free SUV upgrade. I guess it, it's to the letter it was from the Budget Car website. But, of course, with the fuel excise being cut in half, then potentially there is now room for, I think, a free SUV upgrade as a result of the budget. Now I can finally afford to put petrol in an SUV. So, in that sense, possibly uh, an SUV upgrade. That's how easy it is. I've got three questions, three proper questions. Are you ready to go? Yep. Okay. All right. Was this phrase in the federal budget coverage or the budget rent-a-car website? It is practical and temporary. Thomas. Thomas. I'm going to, I'm going to go the, the federal budget on that the one. The federal budget. You would be correct. Oh. Ding, ding, ding. The federal budget. It is practical and temporary. Of course, Frydenberg saying uh, repeatedly that, that the measures in the federal budget were, were mm. practical and temporary. But it is actually on the budget rent-a-car site. Again, that's how they describe a single-day hire of a Toyota Corolla hatchback. It is practical and temporary. <laughs> yeah, but it, I love how it's such an admission, isn't it, that they're saying, oh, no, these are temporary things. So, like, we're being nice to you now, but we're not going to be nice to you we're not later gonna... on. And, and these are clearly terrible ideas economically. The, yeah. What we're doing is a really bad idea. This is just a temporary thing to get us some votes. We're not actually... Mm. We, you, they're signalling to the markets, no, 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 mm. we're not going to do this permanently. Is it almost like the government isn't planning on staying around very long to see it through? Is, is it that they, they know already that, you know what, we'll, we'll just put it in just to get us, get us over the line. We're probably not going to be here in six months. It'll be someone else's problem. So here's some cash. We're doing mm. handouts, but only a little bit. Should cover mm. probably this week's rent, and then you'll be back to square one. I've heard people talk about it being a poison pill for labour, that in six months the fuel excise just reverts unless it's extended. Mm. So it's a tough, mm. going to be a tough call if petrol prices are still over $100 a barrel. But you've got to remember, like, labour are the ones who are playing 5D chess here. <laughs> they always stuff it up, right? Like, so, they, you know, you think... That, like, and probably they've tricked even the Liberals into mm. thinking that they're going to get in. Yeah. And 
oh, let's put in a poison pill, mm. and then guaranteed Labor won't get in, <laughs> and then the Libs have their own have to consume their own poison pill. This is brilliant work by Anthony Albanese, like sort of master strategy. <laughs> Very good. All right, next question. Next question. Was this phrase in the federal budget coverage or budget rent cars website? A dirty bomb. Oh, um, uh, Charles. Charles. Um, wow. Uh, um, I'm one of these people who press <laughs> Just the buzzes. <laughs> <laughs> surely, surely that's the budget um, rent-a-car website. Like, you know, we, 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 now, have hi, we now have Hyundai's. Also known as a dirty bomb. Is that, is yeah, that it was actually it, it was actually a review of one of their camper vans. Oh right, uh, uh. so we called it. It was a dirty bomb, mm, one star. Yeah. Uh, no, it was the it was the federal budget, of course. Uh, Lee Sales describing the end of the fuel excise after the election as a dirty bomb uh, okay. that was going to blow up in Labor's face. But as, mm. as we just discussed, there is every chance that it'll blow up in their own face after mm. after Labor stuff it up. But also, like, let's let's trust things here. Mm. You know, I think we can assume that, given the trajectory of the war in Ukraine, mm. we will be looking at a, a peaceful utopia in six months' time. <laughs> I think, Absolutely, I, I, I think you know, petrol prices will be twenty cents a litre by then. Yeah, like the cut to the excise means basically petrol will be free by then. It's interesting, though, isn't it, that they announced the cut to the excise, but mm. it seems like the fuel the fuel crisis is only like what. A month old, if mm. that. So I don't know. Do we want the Do we want the government to be to be cutting the excise, even temporarily? Like, no, it's a terrible policy. Yeah. No, <laughs> of course it's a terrible policy. It's got three billion dollars. Yeah, you mm. could spend you could spend that on three hundred thousand, ten thousand dollars subsidies for EVs. Mm. You could actually make everyone. You could basically get everyone to drive in it. That's half the number of car sales in Australia per year. Mm. You could you could actually just drive down the price of EVs in six mm. months' time. Everyone could be driving around in this Tesla utopia, mm. <laughs> and instead we're just going to pump more carbon into the the atmosphere. Yeah. So. It is pretty late, particularly in the budget. There's nothing for EVs. Like it's there's nothing in for the mm. environment, but there's nothing particular for EVs. And at the same time, you're making petrol oh, fossil fuel cars more cost competitive mm. by driving down the petrol prices. It's so yeah. yeah. I was going to trade in my petrol car and buy an EV, but not anymore. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm filling up. <laughs> oh, very good. All right, final question for the budget or budget quiz: Was this phrase in the federal budget coverage or the budget rental car website? Inflation is a real problem. Thomas. Thomas. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the obvious here, but that's definitely in the federal budget. <laughs> no, no. budget rent a car website. What? Uh, this time a review of a space saver tire in the Nissan X Trail. Uh, <laughs> people saying that just simply You're an not idiot. enough. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> this quiz had real potential. <laughs> Thomas, you're an economist. Talking, everyone's talking about inflation. Mm. Uh, is it here to stay? And will will wages catch up as promised, or will inflation come down? What's going on with inflation? Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting one in the sense that the budget, typically, like when you've got when you're worried about inflation, you try to rein things in a bit. You st- you mm. want to r- stop the economy economy running so hot. So you either like ra- raise interest rates to slow things down a bit, or you cut back on the fiscal levers, which is fiscal government spending 
but we've gone, you've, you've gone the opposite way here. So you've, there's a whole bunch of handouts for people. There's, you know, the, what is it, like 8.6 billion cost of living package. So a huge amount of money that's going to pump into the economy. That's at the time that we're worried about inflation. Mm. So it's hard to see that not sort of fueling the very inflation that's trying to, trying to combat yeah, so it's def- there's definitely nothing here in the budget that sort of really helps inflation other than it helps people at sort of the lower end of the income spectrum. And the promise is that wages will catch up, right? Is that Yeah, that's the promise. That's, 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 I mean, that's, the, that's, that's the line? That's fact. You look at the Ford estimates, unemployment down to 3.75%. That's the lowest since the 70s. They've got inflation picking up into the ironically into the range where the RBA it feels justified in hiking rates. But those estimates have typically been terrible. Like they've never hit those wages estimates. Wages have always mm. underperformed on the on the forecasts. I, I think I'm I'm sceptical still. But with an unemployment rate of three point seven five percent, you're going to have to have some wage pressure in the system. You'd think. Mm. I don't think I don't think there's anything here in the budget that deals with inflation at all, other than sort of a bit, a bit of a sop to voters to try and help. Like just just I think and just because it's in the news right now, it's like I feel like the budget is really responding to two months worth of news. Petrol prices are up, <laughs> inflation's up. Here's a package that's kind of deals with that. But there's nothing there that sort of in the long run helps with, with the inflation story. But Josh said it was a plan for the future. <laughs> I guess he didn't stipulate how far into the future, did he? He just no. said it's a plan for the future. The future could be next, next Tuesday. Week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I've actually just come up with a way that you could plug the hole in the budget, mm. which is just thinking about it, mm. they didn't address a tax on photo opportunities. And mm. had they done that... See, because we've had massive inflation in the number of photo ops done by prime mm. ministers over the last yep. three years. Like, we're now... At, I, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, Thomas, but I think it's it's something like 3.7 trillion photo ops per day or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, Have you got the stats handy, Thomas? Have you yeah, got the numbers yeah, there? Yeah. I mean, a 20% <laughs> excise on mm. photo ops would bring in, by my calculations... <laughs> Around forty-five trillion billion quadrillion dollars <laughs> per day, and and that would that would dampen inflation, wouldn't it? And the well, the and the fuel excise is only gonna is only gonna add to the mm. photo ops. Oh, yeah, because it's going to make transport cheaper. So shipping politicians around mm. to flood affected areas, ah, yeah. uh, war zones, anywhere mm. like it's only going to increase. I think they've. <laughs> you're right. They've they've completely missed a trick there. <laughs> I've heard that Google Maps has a whole problem in Australia at the moment, yeah. which is that apparently every time they put out one of their Google Maps cars, Scott Morrison hears that there's a camera <laughs> and runs beside it trying to get photographed by the camera. So all the, all the photos of Google Maps, just there's Scott Morrison in Just it. out the front of a yeah. series of houses as yeah. he's running <laughs> along. Right. You do, like, go look at your house on Google Maps. I guarantee yeah. you Scott Morrison is in the photo. <laughs> In, in no, Hybies as well. Yeah. Hybies hard hat. With, his face, with his face blurred out because he didn't realise that <laughs> yeah. Google Maps actually... There's just four million photos of Scott Morrison outside people's yeah. houses See, with that's, a blurry face. Because you know how whenever there's a national crisis, he goes missing for a few weeks, mm, right? Yeah. That's what he's doing. He's doing the Google Maps <laughs> thing. <laughs> uh, very good. That ends the quiz. Was anyone keeping score? I think it was one all. Mm. So well played. Although, uh, yeah. because of inflation, it's two all. It's too old. That's right. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Chaser Report. More news. Less often. Charles, what did you... You would have tuned in and, and mm. consumed the entire budget, no doubt. Oh, what did, yeah, yeah. What, uh, what caught your eye from the budget? Well, I mean, you know, I, I think for me, I thought it was a very realistic budget. Mm. I thought... I thought it was really good. This is, I mean, it's obviously an election year budget. It wasn't buying votes, though. It was, it was the budget that was just handing out mm. big bundles of cash to voters. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, nothing to do. <laughs> no. Unrelated. No. You know how that there's always the promise of a fast train in the lead-up yes. to the election? In this budget, they didn't do that. What they had is was a faster train, right? <laughs> which is very different. Like It's not going to be fast. It's just going to be faster than the really slow trains that are at the moment. Right. right? And I thought that was that's a sort of upgrade because it's like going, oh, yeah, it's not going to mm. be fast, but it's just going to be a little bit faster. I think mm. that that's – I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Thomas, but mm. like you don't normally see from a government something so sort of realistic – Mm. In in mm. the budget papers, it's pragmatic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so and then dare I say, I a train it... is definitely something people can get on board with as well. Mm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, see what I did there? That's yeah, that's yeah. why they pay me the big bucks. I I also right. think it was really good news for the arts this time around. Mm. I, th- I thought oh, yeah. um, they announced a twenty percent cut to the arts. Yes, which people have been saying, oh, but they cut twenty percent from the arts last time. But that's a- it's mm. actually smaller this time around because. The arts budget was 20% less. So mm-hmm. actually, proportionately, even though yeah. they've cut 20% from the arts, that's actually less than last time, right? Cause, you yeah. know, like, and that means that, you know, in a few years' time, a 20% cut to the arts will only be like $1. You know, yeah. so I, I think that's sensible too. I mean, yeah. throughout the pandemic, if there's one sector of the economy that's no. had it really good, it's the arts. Ah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. you know the and the amount of performances and and live mm. live shows that have been going mm. on throughout lockdowns in in Melbourne in mm. all over the country. I think they've mm. just thrived. So and I, and, I think, and what's the purpose of the arts anyway? The purpose of the arts is to help us process large traumatic events in our <laughs> lives. You know, catharsis, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, you don't want to do that after a pandemic. You're too exhausted. You just want to get on with it. Just, just get on with yeah. it. Get back to work. Stop flapping around, being yeah. artsy, thinking about the eternal verities. No, mm. we've got widgets to ship. <laughs> so, but we so, can't because we're, yeah. we've got supply chain bottlenecks. No, yeah. But but look, uh, uh, but I think the budget was all about the beer, and it was good to see that that was the first leak. Um, you know, twenty percent, twenty sorry, not twenty percent, twenty cents off your beer. Mm. I mean, that is that is that's, huge. That is that's going to make a big difference. Oh yeah, I mean, I've already put my twenty cents savings into the stock market. Admittedly, yeah. the stock market's <laughs> crashed, and I now have ten cents. But you know, like that's ten cents that over time. That could become, I don't know, 15, mm. 16, maybe even twenty cents again. Oh, and here in South Australia, we get ten cents mm. a can refund. So mm. now we're talking thirty cents. Thirty a can. cents. That is yeah. pure. Although profit. it does. I don't think it, does it apply to cans. Does it apply to cans, or is it just tap beer? 
oh, they, there probably is some exclusion like that in the, mm. <laughs> some condition. Yeah. It only applies if you're buying yeah. a pony, I believe. I think, no, I think <laughs> it only applies if, if you're doing a photo op with the PM, which ah, yes. statistically yeah, so that, is very likely. Like, yeah. like, so yeah. the PM is getting 10, 20 cents a beer <laughs> yes. off his photo opportunity beer. That's the reason he did it. He went, oh, I'll save about $4 million. If you shake his hand, you get yeah. 20 cents off as well. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> If you, if you shake his hand, so, no, I think the, the rule is that he shakes your hand. He, he shakes your hand. He shakes your arm. Yeah. He shakes oh. your arm and then offers you a discounted beer <laughs> for allowing him to shake your arm. And then, and then the final measure that I thought was mm. really interesting, and it, I mean, it really does show Australia is growing up as a nation, mm. is the extra $9 billion that they said that they're going to spend on cybersecurity. Did you yes. see that? Yeah, Which is, huge. I mean, that is huge. That is great. The, the way this government has, you know, they're so good at delivering technology. Um, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to, to what they come up with for this $9 billion. Like, oh, you know. They're going to roll out some cyber. Yeah. Don't you worry yeah. about that. I, I actually have a theory that it's, mm. um, it's to train all the bureaucrats in Canberra how to get the are you a robot things right? <laughs> like, the capture. It's actually, the, yeah. The Google the capture. capture. Yeah. It is, it's to help people get around the problem of, especially for people like Peter Dutton. They have yeah. a real problem getting around the, the capture. Are Choose all robot? the images of the PM yeah. standing in front yeah. of a house. Yeah, what? That's right. <laughs> which, which way up is the potato standing, right? <laughs> Why is there blurry. just a photo of me there? <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, what stood out for you from the from the budget? Oh, I feel like I'm. Can I just pause for a second? I feel like I'm just going out for some really boring. Mm, absolutely, that's level. what we expected from you. <laughs> uh, change of pace, <laughs> top level. <laughs> yeah. And now for something a little boring. <laughs> it's Thomas. What caught your eye in the budget? <laughs> just boring shit. Do you want to do another quiz? Go. Yeah. <laughs> Are you just depressed? Is that what's going on? <laughs> oh, you, you had to watch it. Did you watch the budget? See, the, oh, you never yeah. watch the budget. Never watch the it budget, just makes yeah. you depressed for days afterwards. I just, I just feel like what I'm offering at this point is sort of out of tone with the rest no, of the I show. Do, I want to hear the, the boring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Chaser Report listeners are, are very used to boring. Like, don't worry about that. We've got a guy called Dom Knight on our show. <laughs> It's it's not an exciting budget overall. There's not a lot that's exciting there. We've got there's 17 billion discretionary there that sort of money that could have not gone into the economy but is has gone into the economy. You've got 8.6 billion with the cost of living package. So you've got like a bit of a stimulatory boost. It's a little pump of the accelerator pedal on the economy. But it's at a time where it's not the case for pumping the accelerator pedal isn't really there. You've got Massive gains coming out of commodity prices, um, lower welfare payments because unemployment's down, unemployment rates tilting towards 3.75%, the lowest rate since the 70s. So you're pumping the accelerator into an economy that's already going pretty great. Mm. You know, retail, re, retail spending's up 19% on where it was pre-COVID, and you're just going to give consumers and households a whole bunch of extra cash. So it's really hard looking at this budget to see the economic rationale for the measures that are in place, having watched a few budgets isn't surprising. It, it, it's, a, it's, an election, it's an election year budget. All budgets have their eyes on the election. And that's sort of what you've got. So 
And then on top of that, you, you look at the distribution of the infrastructure packages. It seems like it's pretty clearly kind of some form of pork barreling. Only 21 of the 144 projects that have been announced have been endorsed by Infrastructure Australia, which is supposedly the body that ticks off and recommends these projects. There's, and oh, the other thing that really got me is zero for federal ICAC. So the last election, Morrison promised we we're going to get a federal ICAC, or, you know, Integrity mm. Commission. That was delayed and delayed and delayed and then finally just didn't happen. And now it's just come out of the budget altogether. There's no funding for it at all. So the Morrison government seems to have just completely abandoned any commitment to a federal ICAC. Mm. Well, I think we fixed it, though, didn't we? We cleared up all the, all the corruption's gone from the government, so we, we don't need it anymore. That's true. Carry on. Yeah. And also, they had to use that money to pay off all the people who were complaining about all the corruption. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm curious to get your thoughts on the deficit, though. So mm. you say that we're, probably, we're, we're pumping the accelerator, but it's pushing us further down into debt. Does it matter? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Like it, it matters, but not in the way we used to th- used to think it matters, or the way that we were used to be. The politicians used to tell us it matters. Politicians mm. used to hang their hat on their ability to deliver a surplus. There was never a really great economic reason why a surplus was better than a deficit. You used to get this analogy that governments are like a household, and if a household's got too much debt, that's a bad thing. Mm. But the analogy breaks down because a household can't just print its own money. I know you've tried, Adam, but you're not actually allowed to do that. So the the Mm. analogy just doesn't work. So in terms of economic theory, there's never been a great rationale for why a a modest surplus is better than a modest deficit. Um, And then COVID happened and the deficit blew right out. And then, you know, with this one, there's no, you know, Frydenberg hung his, you know, had that catchphrase a while ago, back in black and back on track. There's no mention of anything like that now, and no one seems to care. No one, no one's really complaining that we're, you know, we're looking at a budget deficit of three and a half percent of GDP. That's still massive. You got to realise that it doesn't matter until Labor gets elected, mm. and then it becomes the most important thing ever. Mm. Isn't that what's going on? Like it, it, the difference is that it's a Liberal government who's delivered a deficit, so therefore it's a good deficit. Mm. Yes, <laughs> and that's then, right. And then when Labor gets in, suddenly 70% of the media's press owned by Murdoch. Mm. They don't like the Labor Party. Suddenly it'll be the biggest crisis in the world. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Lib- so I mean, I think Labor's in real <coughs> trouble from this deficit that... Uh, the Libs also forecast, forecast some pretty significant reductions to the deficit too over the next mm. X number of years, five years or whatever it was. Yeah. So I guess they can also, you know, in six months' time, if Labor gets in, they can say, well, we were on track to reduce mm. this deficit. We had yes. a plan Brilliant. and you haven't done that. Yes. So you've, you've balls it up again. I mean, mm. clearly the way to get rid of the budget deficit is to keep the photo up that's going yeah even without Mor- maybe that's like it, he won't be prime minister but he's still mm. gonna go around and do photos <laughs> just, <laughs> just keep having photos pay off the debt <laughs> posting them on ScoMo's Insta page <laughs> but, but also because the, the one thing that just sees, seems to me to be a glaring problem with all mm. this is the actual share between capital and labour has just gone totally skew if in the last really twenty years, like economically, and there seems to still be no plan beyond oh well we've got low unemployment to actually get the, the wage growth getting at a proper level, and and that solves so many problems. Like actually, if you had year on year 
proper increases in wages, then suddenly houses become more affordable for the next generation. Suddenly you, you're changing the proportion of profit between labour and capital, which has to happen at some point anyway. But also suddenly, yeah, you're in a slightly higher inflation environment. But actually that means that stuff like the debt problems disappear because suddenly you're inflating your way out of debt. Mm. So how yeah. do we get wage growth? It's about power. The, the problem right. is we've got, a, we've got a labor force that's not allowed to strike anymore. I mean, it's, it's got to the point where in New South Wales, we had a, a train... I mean, it's so absurd. It sort of sounds <laughs> like it's a joke. But the, the minister thought he could shut down, like lock out to train employees and that that would mm. be a good strategy. And it's because, well, someone's got to go on strike and the, the workers, like, I mean, it, it was protected action. They were officially allowed to go on strike at that point. But it's got to the point where strikes are so rare in Australia mm. and the exercise of, you know, collective labour power is so rare and it's so um, prescribed by these rules that have been really written by bosses that... That the actually more common thing nowadays is that the boss goes on strike. It's so <laughs> dumb. It's the dumbest system in in the universe. Maybe we just need some of the uh, some of the the people in top levels of government to go on strike. Luckily, our governor general has been showing mm. the way. He's he's been on strike and not working for the last three and a half years. It's amazing. <laughs> somehow, still managed to catch COVID. Like, what's that about? <laughs> been completely isolated from the rest of the world. Uh, very good. All right, I reckon we might uh, we might leave it there. We might wrap up. Um, Charles, it's been amazing working with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, yeah, I wish I could say the same. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we'll try harder next time. We yeah. promise. <laughs> All right. Uh, look, if if you have liked uh, like what you've heard, you can find Chase Report, of course, on all of your podcast stations: Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you liked us, Comedian versus Economist, we do episodes every Wednesday. You'll find them in the same place. It's really not hard if you've managed to to make it this far and you're listening to us, then you know how to find podcasts. So hopefully you've enjoyed the show. We've enjoyed making it. We will talk to you all again soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. See ya. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.